0: Um, oh, I should probably tell you what the film is. So we, today we're going to be discussing um, A Star is Born from 1954, starring Judy Garland and James Mason. I probably should have probably should have written that down before I came on, but yeah, we'll, we can edit it's stuff tight. out. Um, so yeah, the 1954 version of A Star is Born. And I didn't realise it was three hours long. Obviously yeah, we, did, did we, did, we discussed that the other day that we didn't realise how long it was. And well,
1: musicals are normally quite long, but I wasn't expecting three hours.
0: Yeah, three hours is a long. Three hours is like a Titanic level of, of situation. Um but yeah, I actually I enjoyed it once I got into it. It took me about half an hour to 40 minutes to to actually get into the into it and realise what was going on. I think because it was a cut version, the stills didn't help halfway through because I was like, I don't yeah, know we, what
1: this is going on. We do need to say the one we watched was a 176-minute restored version. So there was images in there instead of moving pictures, which did throw you off because it happened after 40 minutes. Yeah, And then in your head at that time, you're there like, is this going to be for the rest of the movie pal? But, yeah. no, it, it kind of stopped straight away. And then
0: a little bit... Yeah, it was only a little bit at 40 minutes and then a bit again at, like, one hour, something or yeah. other halfway through. So,
1: yeah, it
0: had another two hours of just... Oh, film. pure film. Um, I also like the fact that there was an intermission, proper throwback to the days of intermissions. Yeah. Um, we love I, the sk- I skipped that bit because I was like I just want <laughs> to get
1: this Yeah. Watch. it's half past
0: <laughs> eight.
1: <laughs> so did I but I skipped too far and then I went far too back so I should have oh, you should have <laughs> watched it it was only about
0: three minutes long um, yes. but yeah I think it's it's really I think it's for me it was really sad to see Judy Garland looking I guess that was at the beginning of the end for I mean, she died in 1969 or
1: something. Yeah,
0: but it, I think it was the beginning of the end of her film career. She was
1: yeah. In obviously, I've seen other Judy Garland films, and we've got two more on the list that we're, yes. we're going to watch. Yes. But it, in this one, she reminded me so much of Liza Minnelli, Liza Minnelli. obviously, because it is her daughter. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> like in the previous Judy Garland films, I, I I could never see Liza Minnelli in Judy Garland. But this is just a spitting image.
0: Yeah, it was quite weird that how much she looked like, how much Liza Minnelli looked like Judy Garland and Liza, especially when in one scene when she had the freckles on near the end, yeah. when she had, I was like, whoa, that is just yeah. classical Liza Minnelli. Um, and I just, I, it just made me feel a bit, a bit sad that such a great star had a really tragic ending and that it kind of did go. Her life did kind of go in the way of a star is born. Like her life kind of did do that. She did have. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was an overnight sensation.
0: Yeah, she was an overnight sensation, and then you know she she had a few failed marriages and failed projects, and she she did ultimately, ultimately overdose. I
1: think she overdosed. Um, yes, I believe she did. Yes. Yeah, so not only that, the people she worked with, like producers, men, yeah
0: Oh, pushed yeah. it way too far Yeah, at a
1: young age it's and
0: it, not right I loved the and it was 1954 so this is dead it's really really weird to see but in the song Someone At Last how they even say in that song how producers take advantage of young girls and how they took yeah. advantage of her and her fame and it was just like wow that is 40, 50 years ahead of its time because we're only yeah. just now getting to know more about stuff in that industry that's happened
1: massively agree with that it's just that weird insight and obviously knowing who she is she probably went through things like that absolutely even I'm not gonna say brave but it's sort of brave enough to sing about that and be jolly about it when I, I don't know many people who would be able to do that
0: I think and I think as well the fact that it was in a in a musical that was in the 50s, where it was women stayed at home and did, you know, it's a classic, oh, we're not in the 1950s anymore, where women did just stay at home and did, you know, sexual assault and stuff was life <laughs> in yeah. in in any industry. Um so I think it was I really, like I said it was really brave of them to to be able to keep it in as well. That I bet the producers were quite nervous. <laughs> like like um, do we want to keep this can we keep this in like what's going to happen will people recognize themselves
1: if it's in a joyous song they're probably just irony yeah Yeah, irony has
0: gone away yeah um what did you think of the outside like the outside characters um there was danny um and then there was a their manager and then like the agent
1: yeah. Now I get confused. You know, towards the end where he punches that guy. Yes. Is he what like one of the heads of the studio? Is he like the the big boss of it all?
0: Uh, yeah. So he's and he's in it throughout as kind of like the the not the bad but kind of like the guy who is trying to pull um, not. I mean, Norman Maine, away from judy garland's character because the studio need feel that he's worth more and he should be he should be more active in the studio and i think that's why he ultimately gets sacked because he's he's too busy concentrating on on esther yeah. or, or vicky um to do anything worthwhile and the studio don't like it and then obviously he gets drunk quite a lot and as a bar fight and it's just, it is a sad, and I guess that's why it it did make me cry, because it is a sad indictment of, yeah. of society as a whole and certainly the showbiz industry that people are just put on a pedestal and then taken yeah. quickly off it as soon as something, they do something so, that's slightly out of character.
1: As soon as the film's introduced, we see Norman Main drunk. So he gives his persona yeah. straight away. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm watching that scene like, why is he there? Because he d- didn't really say why he was meant to be there because in the film he doesn't sing. So why, he doesn't is he know. A, why is he at a variety show at all? So that kind of froze me off. Was it just a, a plot point to say, like, right, he's drunk. This is all you need to know. And, uh, yeah, it's it goes in deep with the drinking right off the bat and then as soon as they know each other that just goes disappears straight away which is nice because that's all he needed in his life he just needed someone to focus on or someone to love so he, he just needed that to push him along and like right why am I doing this
0: absolutely and I think that's that for me was a big was a big plus point that it kind of showed a bit of redemption for him um and you know his love for this woman who's just suddenly come into his life and burst in the scene kind of takes over his addiction and makes him realize that there is a life out there that he could he could have and he becomes you know we concentrate so much on her like is it is it a bad thing that his career kind of not a bad thing but is it is it her fault or is it his fault or is it just Showbiz's fault for leaving them for putting her up there and him down here? And
1: well, it, it might be a combination of all of them because obviously, when we see him, one of the heads of the studio is like, make sure he doesn't go on stage. Hmm. So it makes me think his career was already in a declining state. So, yeah, Esther, Vicky, however we want to call a name. Uh, She's the steady ship that he aboard and he can uh, just plain sail all the way through and be the star he is, but also make sure she's OK with everything and trying to get her big as well.
0: I didn't understand her and Danny's relationship at the beginning. I no. seemed I didn't understand that and I didn't know if they were together or, or if they were kind of if he was like the manager or the lead in a band or I think yeah, almost, didn't I really. didn't, under, didn't understand what because he disappeared while yeah. she was trying to get a career off it and then all of a sudden halfway through his back and I was like where, where did you come from
1: yeah he <laughs> it, happened like, it's like towards the end when he's there he's like you, you've not even been in this film that much it's like where are you why, from
0: why are you back I I also yeah, noted I, I also noted down that in about ten minutes, in Norman Main breaks the fourth wall and looks directly at the camera. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, he's just
1: talking at the camera. And I'm yeah, like, just, should you be doing that? That that just showed you how drunk he was. He <laughs> couldn't even remember talking to the camera. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, back to the guy being manager or just in the band. It, it just wasn't describe who he was so you are like oh you're a love interest and then as soon as Norman comes in he's just nowhere to be seen so is he just a, a friend yeah which is fine Boys just absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: we can be friends with the opposite sex without anything going on exactly. um as well like I think I don't think I read the synopsis of this I don't know if I have read the synopsis of the right film to begin with because <laughs>
1: Yeah, there I, have um, been four
0: of these. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if I went saw the Barbara Streisand synopsis or this one or the Lady Gaga version. And there's one in 1937, which you can't get now.
1: Um, no,
0: no. Obviously, it's probably lost forever. Um, but yeah, it said she loses her love interest, and then Norman comes in. And I was like, all the way through, I was like, so who's the love interest? Where did he? <laughs> Where did he go? Well, but that might have been right. the Barbara Streisand version.
1: Unless it was a deleted scene where she dumps that guy,
0: then no, <laughs> no we didn't see her that bit. It it's and I kind of love Judy Garland. She is one of my favorite actresses, and she's she's one of those from the classic era of Hollywood where you know we had like Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire and yes, Judy and oh god, loads, Lawrence Olivier and all that. So I think she's just a brilliant actress, and you can kind of. There are scenes where she is meant to be sad, but you can see the sadness like underlying yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. And I was just, it just made me really sad for her and like her family and kind of think, God, fame, even in the like, especially in the 1950s when there wasn't such a thing as mental health and stuff like that. It must yeah. have been so tough being a huge, going yeah. from a child star doing the Wizard of Friggin' Oz. <laughs> becoming there's a massive superstar and having no
1: support. It's, that's just where drugs come in instead of counselling, just to numb the pain. Drugs are bad, people. Drugs are bad. Drugs yeah. are.
0: Unless they're, the good, unless they're the good kind.
1: Yeah, I have a few. You, the, you did the, go, the good kind. The good kind. <laughs> Not the bad kind.
0: But what else What else did you enjoy? Before we move on to like the songs and stuff, what else did you like about about the film, was there anything in particular a scene that stood out to you? Yeah.
1: Or... There's one scene which ties into the the song as well, but I can't remember the name of the song. You know where she comes home and she likes lights camera action. Oh she's yeah. singing a song. Yeah. In in that scene, it said a lot because he's uh, just been fired. He's just chilling out at her home, trying not to tell her why he's been home and stuff like that. And then she comes in, sings, and you see his face light up and how happy he is that she's doing what she wants. And she's got this passion in life. And But as soon as the song ends and the door rings, and it's like, oh, are you Mrs. Vicky Lester? Meaning, I don't know who you are, but yeah. I know who Vicky Lester is, which is the down point for him to go back to drinking. And it's just a, a very well-played few minutes because he is so elated that she is very happy doing her job and then it just crashed back down to the earth like you're a, you're a nobody now
0: yeah because
1: he was a, we used to know you but no you're I don't know your fate at all
0: yeah and I think because he was expecting something in the post anyway wasn't he I think he said he was expecting something from yeah from a producer or he was like oh I'm waiting for something from a producer or a director yeah, yeah. and it's obviously something for her and yeah, you can see the, the, just the whole air go out of him. And it, that's when, yeah, that's the point where he kind of gets back on his descent into drinking and alcohol abuse. And, and I loved that song. I can't remember the name of the song, but I love that song. Don't
1: worry. Because well,
0: we'll come back to the name of the song. <laughs> we'll come back. Um, but yeah, I think it was just so funny how it had all the different like countries in it and, yeah, obviously she's judy garland it's very very white having to, to sing brazilian african <laughs> european chinese, <laughs> chinese. Yeah, yeah yeah it is i, I was uh, like oh i like this song and then all that happened, was like oh
1: this isn't this isn't right
0: now <laughs> yeah it's when she sings the advert the um coconut shampoo advert yeah right near the beginning of the well at the beginning of her Me- career
1: yeah, midway through it's an Mid,
0: Yeah, and she's <laughs> she's clearly putting on like a Latin American accent, and you just think, oh god, this this doesn't age yeah. well.
1: <laughs> no, no, it doesn't at all. It's uh, I, going back to that one song. How do you feel about films that do that, where they show like a film and then um, singing in the film instead of it being in the film? You know, like in Singing in the Rain when he's doing the Broadway melody. Oh it's yeah! Like, oh, th- this will be in the film, but it's not part
0: of the film. Yeah, I. It really confused. I think because I was because I was doing work while I was watching this, so <laughs> it was really really bad timing. There were points that I was like, "I'm going to have to rewind" because I'm not quite sure what I've I've obviously yeah. missed something. So when that medley came on and it was the film in the film, I was really I was like, "What." What's going on? What have I missed? And I had to rewind it a couple of times to figure it out. But I I really it's like a montage. I love a montage. Stick a montage in any film. I'm happy. Like get a musical number in there. Um and I think with that, it worked really well because it kind of showcased her different, her different points, it's like the different range that she has. And also was kind of an indictment of the film industry as a whole that, you know. It probably broke a, broke a wall back then. Like, let's put yeah. a, apart from Singing in the Rain, which I think was before, like, let's do something that's Yeah, that's only different. like
1: two, two years, Singing
0: in the so, 52. Oh, is it? Oh, oh, God, 70 this year. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, just a side note, um, so I think it worked really well within the film. I don't think it would work if, everywhere. I think no. it worked well because of the industry that they were in. That they were portraying kind of made more sense
1: because it's kind of journey in her life, but it's actually another life that (laughs) she's talking about. And it it, it was just just a bit strange. Like, is she singing as Vicky though, or is she singing singing as 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 the the actress?
0: Yeah. So it was it it was good, and I enjoyed that song. I really really liked that. I put that as down as one of my favourites. Born in a trunk. Um. And I think it really made it really made a good point about how actresses back then were viewed that, you know, she came from nothing. Like come well, her mum and dad were stars. They pushed her into it. Look what happened. Like she did loads of commercials. And it was like a film of Vicky's life, but she was portraying another character. Yeah. And it kind of was, what's going on? What's happening here? And I think, yeah, I really liked it. I really liked Born in a Trunk. I think that was such a good song. That would have been the probably the shallow of its day. So it was quite
1: probably, yeah. And it's uh, one of those songs where it's just before the intermission as well. I love an so intermission it's those, song. It is basically closing act
0: one. I love an song, I, I, I love an, I love an act one song. We I'm gonna mention the man, the myth legend, lin Manuel Miranda does a fantastic intermission song that yeah. song is no different
1: exactly it's uh it's nice when obviously this isn't on the stage but on film but it is nice when you're in the theater and that song comes on it so like right i am ready to relax <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, everything uh, is so good
0: this is it this is and it's often um certainly on theaters on on the theater and on stage it's kind of the upbeat really happy song before some some shit it's the fan. Like, yeah. like in Hamilton it's non-stop. And then obviously you have like afterwards where spoilers, if if you haven't seen Hamilton, I don't know why, um get a grip. Um but obviously it's where he then has an affair and loses yes. his job and his son dies. And it's all very sad, but non-stop is like, yes. Alexander Hamilton can do this, he is on the case, he is all over this. And then it's like, oh, within four years, you're you're dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I very much doubt people listening to this will know that a Hamilton spoiler coming up when we're not talking about Hamilton. Come on. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I (laughs) apologise. But, um,
0: yeah, and I think with the song that we were talking about before, I think it's The Man That Got Away. The one that, um, with all the different.
1: No, I think it's Lose That Long Face. Ah, uh,
0: Lose That Long Face. Someone,
1: either that or Someone at Last. I can't no, so,
0: Someone at Last is when halfway, I think it's after Born in a Trunk.
1: Right.
0: I don't know. It. It's really hard to I, find out
1: on. <laughs> I'm just going to play Someone at Last in my ear just to. Yeah, someone at last is the one with all the Chinese. Ah, and- uh, okay,
0: someone at last. Yes. Yeah, I think, and it's really, it's really good to see in like old. Oldie, willy musicals from like the '30s to the '60s, I'd say.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Just the amount of choreography that's involved, and the like when she's when she's dancing near the end, and she's got the freckles on. I can't remember that song. Is. Um, uh, I think
1: that's that that Long Face. where oh, she's yeah. Back to being an actress. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, the amount of choreography in that know, yeah. just to make sure, obviously pretends to be in a film, but they've got to have choreographed choreograph choreographed that. Oh my god. Choreograph that to make it look like it's in a film that's in a film. Yeah. And it was but there was <laughs> there was a point where very meta. At, yes. yes, very meta. At the end of that song where they're all like doing this with the hands and everything, there's just a policeman and act, an actor pretends to be a policeman like
1: I'm
0: really not <laughs> interested. And I was uh, like, "That's that's me. <laughs> like, I've had enough uh, now I've done my I'm boot. gonna have
1: to go back and look at that. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I wasn't it's, it's just like he's got a smile on his face, but he's just like, <laughs> "I'm just not interested at all." <laughs> but I think the the way it's been it's been cast and who's in it and the storyline, it is just such a I wasn't expecting anything from A Star Is Born. I kind yeah. of was like 1954. Yeah, it's got Judy Garland in it, but I'm not expecting loads. And I actually really, really enjoyed the film.
1: Yeah. Can we also talk about the fact near the end there is a suicide, which in 1954 seems very early? Yes. Yeah. We'll probably have to do a triple warning at the beginning. <laughs> I, I, I know suicide's been around for
0: many, many years, but then well, it just seems like a, a taboo subject. Yeah, it was a taboo subject, and, and it, I in think some always it, it still is. Yeah, it is, and it. I guess that's why we have so many charities set up for mental health nowadays, and you know so many organisations helping with things like that and mental health shift. But also, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think. On one side, I was kind of like, Oh my god, he's gonna go and just go in the sea and never come out. Yeah. And then on the other, I was like, Oh, as Oliver, is that what the manager was called? Oliver? Yes. Kind of set up a plot that he can just disappear and he's gonna go in the And these kind of like because he they, because him and Vic, Esther Vicky, because she wanted to take him away and disappear from life, would yeah. they have done something to kind of make it a bigger thing and kind of so he wasn't in the public eye at all and he could just quietly right. get help and get into rehab or whatever and kind of do that because she wanted to move to London or Italy but yeah when I saw that he was actually going in the water I was like oh this isn't good yeah
1: it, <laughs> it's it's just one of those things where it's like I I know who I am and I don't think I can be that person again for you and yeah I don't want to Ground you or take you away from the life that you've got now, which is it's very beautiful, but also beautiful. Ben he is could, very he, sad. He, he could have got help.
0: <laughs> he could, yeah. I mean, rehab was still, I think, in the nineteen fifties. Do,
1: do you know what seemed really depressed me? And what? So when it's his funeral, and she's walking out of the the service, and she just gets hounded by that crowd. Like, is that. that is that a thing? I hated or was that. that? Was that
0: a thing? Because I hated horrible. that scene when they ripped her veil off. I was like,
1: yeah. How dare you? It, it just comes out of Mood. nowhere. It's like Mood. I don't I don't think general public would act like
0: that. He wasn't because Norman by then had was a has been. Yeah. And wasn't seen in the public eye anymore, and people had kind of forgotten about him. Would his funeral have even was his funeral only that big because Esther was there?
1: Maybe, but again, I I don't know
0: why they would hound her. Yeah, I didn't like that, but I did like at the end where she was at the um, the gala or whatever it was. Yeah, and she meant and she said, "I'm Mrs. Norman." norman uh, Maine. i Maine. was like oh that is so cute i love that so yeah she kind of stood up for him then and was was like no we were married and he wasn't mr vicky lester he was i'm um, mrs norman main
1: yeah
0: i thought that was did really you, cute.
1: Uh, did you enjoy the part where she got a academy award Well, not enjoy but it's a pivotal scene
0: it's all seen because i think at that point it's it's then public that he's that he's gone a bit deranged and mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is he's not he's not fixed by any sense of the mean uh, by any sense of the words um and you know he has got major problems for him to it was a bit of a Kanye was that where Kanye West got the inspiration from <laughs> do you think like, to just maybe you watched Star was born and was like I could do just, this. He's <laughs>
1: just a huge fan
0: <laughs> just a huge fan of James Mason. Um yeah it did it it did give me some I think that's the thing I think even though this was from the 1950s it was so relevant today
1: like yeah
0: with the academy award scene where she was stormed on stage like that's happened with so many times and then with like his descent into depression alcoholism and I think it's like how they mentioned about producers and directors taking advantage of young women and actresses in that time. Uh, and yeah, I really liked that it kind of, although it was in the fifties, it kind of could speak to people. To, I think more people should watch the 1954 version because it just seems yeah. so relevant. It does. Still. It's not. Yeah. There are points, obviously that have not aged well, but <laughs> there yeah, were lots I, of points that had.
1: I, I understand why this film's been remade so many times as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, before this, I've only seen the Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga one.
0: Isn't that good. We might do it one day. (laughs) We might do it one day. Uh,
1: But, yeah, I'd like to watch the other two. If I can find the 30s version, I will watch it. Because I know the the 70s is on streaming, so I'll be able to find that easily. But I'd like to watch the 30s one to see if, the same themes are in that. And if if so, then that's way before it's time.
0: Way, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see how how different each remake is for yeah. its time. So obviously I've never seen the Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga one, but I do know a bit about it. But I kind of think that's more <clears throat> countryfied and kind of more about the, I think, it, I don't know, Is it more about the industry as a whole or is it about them Uh,
1: too? No, it's a bit more about industry. Uh, We we will watch it one day. Watch
0: it, we'll have to. We'll have to watch it and make...
1: I I don't want to say if it's very similar to this, if it's completely away from this, because I'm not here to spoil other films.
0: So what was... So Born in a Trunk was my favourite song. What yeah. was what was your favourite?
1: Probably someone that lost, bar the Chinese bit, and the African bit. French bit was all right. Brazilian the French bit.
0: We can take a look at the French.
1: It's when she puts a lampshade on her head and starts doing and concert. starts doing the dances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just watching it like. Oh, this is this is wrong. This is and awkward. Obviously, in my White Trouble films, I have like Blackface and things like that, where in the day it was fine, but it is it's all looking back retrospectively, like who who approved this?
0: Yeah, who why, said this was a good idea? This, yeah.
1: <clears throat> it's just racial stereotypes for the sake of it.
0: it was a bit gr- gratuitous that that section. And yeah. I, I liked the song because I thought it was a good way of getting to know more about Esther and Norman's life, and kind of like yeah. what, how you know, like he said he was trying to cover up that he'd not been at work all day. Yeah. She obviously spotted the solitaire <clears> card game and the the golf club <laughs> on its own, and um. Yeah, and then he made that humongous sandwich. That was like, what? I know, it's just yeah. lettuce.
1: What is this? It was too big. Whatever it was, I don't. I don't think Adam Richman would even eat that on Man vs. Food. No, no, that's how that big was. it was.
0: It was huge. And then his own was like this big. Yeah, <laughs> tiny, tiny sandwich. So yeah, um, I also really liked the. Um, I kind of liked the beginning where it set you like you said where he just came out and he was already drunk and yeah you know she was singing and kind of you kind of got a feel for the people that the personalities that they were Mm. and how it was going to play out and then yeah
1: she just kind helpful wants to probably knows who he is but doesn't want him to get in trouble
0: exactly and it's also one of the things like oh is she just with me because I'm Norman Maine Again, I could probably open doors for her, and it was kind of. It made me think. No, she's she's just a nice, just a nice person all around.
1: Yeah, she
0: is. What was the song that they that she did when he proposed? And it was they recorded the proposal.
1: Uh, I think it's a new world.
0: Okay, because I put that down. That that was another another highlight.
1: Here's what I'm here for.
0: Oh, yeah, here's what I'm here for. Yeah, that was in the highlight. I really like that. That moment yeah. where it was kind of like, I want to see their conversation. I want to, because it was kind of like, why is he recording the conversation?
1: That's a is bit that weird. A, who was he talking to? Who? On the recording. It was
0: between when they were singing, when she was singing with the band. Yeah. And then she came and sat down next to him. And then the guy in the gallery—they recorded the the, the—but I was kind of like, how did they know to record that conversation? That's really weird. Yeah,
1: I I think I missed that altogether. Like, I I I heard the proposal, but I was like, had they just set this up like a few days before? And so I didn't realize it was just then. Yeah,
0: they basically the people in the gallery were kind of like put the mic down above them and record it. But yeah. I, when I heard that it was a proposal, I was like, "How did they know that that's what he?" So maybe he did. Maybe he did say,
1: "Yeah."
0: This at this point, I'm gonna gonna ask it to marry me.
1: Maybe, who knows?
0: who knows? But there were lots of <clears throat> lots of good songs in it.
1: Do you uh, know which one was Oscar nominated? I'm gonna say When it last. What? Someone at Last
0: was Oscar nominated. no
1: nope, the um, one
0: that got away. Oh, the was final it? Song. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: that's nice. It's a nice one. It's a nice I, song. I'm not too sure who beat it, but I can have a look.
0: Yeah, it will sound really loud if I have a look because my clickety clackety clayboard <laughs> I don't know what a clipboard is. Cleaboard. Board. Nineteen
1: uh, fifty. 1950- so it lost out to a film that you love. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. No, no. One oh, minute. That's it. That's just, that's just music. It's uh three coins in a fountain. That one. You know, that classic Oscar winning song. And it and it beat white Christmas and Just star it's born.
0: So. oh how did it be my like christmas <laughs> and a star is born what the hell is that film from what's that song from
1: oh, you don't know the three coins in a fountain <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh but i will do in a minute three coins in the fact it's a frank sinatra film oh no it's not I oh, so thought it was Frank's, Frank Sinatra from. I'm sure it said so Frank I know we're so prepared. Um, so that is a 1954 film that focused on the lives of three American women hoping to find love in Rome. Uh, Got Clifton Webb, Dorothy Maguire Jean Peters, Louis Jordan, Lissano Bocci, and Maggie McNamara So it's,
1: it's, it's not a musical, I imagine. Good very, not a very good one. Yeah, <laughs> very it, it clearly is an, no in, in the top 25 on the AFI list.
0: Oh, I know where I got Frank Sinatra from because he recorded a song in it.
1: Uh,
0: Recoins in the Fountain, sung by an uncredited Frank Sinatra. So, there
1: so go. A Star is Born is number seven on the AFI top musicals. Sure is. List done in, in two thousand and six. Do you think
0: it deserved to be on there or is it too early to tell? Too early to tell, but I did really enjoy it. I would, if we're doing, let's do marks out of five because it's easier. It's harder to do marks out of five than 10. Anything can be like an eight. Um, I would give it, I would give it a four just purely because of the, the run, I think we, well, obviously we've got a recut version. So that kind of, with the stills yeah. halfway through, I would take, and it's three hours long. Yes. Um, But yeah, I'd give it a four just because it was a really good film. I love Judy Garland. I'm, I've never heard of or seen James Mason, anything else. It was kind of nice to
1: get well, Get. Uh, character. I've seen James, James Mason. They, well, well, I've seen a couple, but the, as soon as they heard his voice, I was uh, like, oh, it's a guy from Lolita. So that I just uh, put it into oh. perspective. <laughs>
0: That's weird, um, yeah, and I think it's obviously deals with some tough subject matters, which in an, in the nineteen fifties were very taboo back then. Yeah, it's really to be discussed, and um, and yeah, the the whole stereotypical <laughs> Chinese African situation kind of well, uh, drops at a point.
1: I uh, I did enjoy it, but. For me, it dragged on a little too much, but there wasn't any scenes where I'd be like, oh, you can take that out. Maybe when she's first starting out, you could take a few of those ones out. But yeah, probably like three and a half for me. Because I I just felt like, oh, I'm only two hours in, I've still got another hour. And then when it was wrapping up, I felt it did it far too quickly.
0: Yeah, I think they could have taken out a lot of the middle bit where it was about, where she was just going through the motions in commercials and small po- and small productions they could have yeah, got yeah, rid yeah. of most of that um and I think where they've put this still the photo stills in they'd obviously cut that bit out because that's where the film's yeah. been lost so they've cut that bit out so I think it could have probably been I think Wikipedia said they cut out half an hour and the director and the producer got really annoyed and put them back <laughs> in just before it went to a because it was sort of too long for cinemas, they couldn't get as many showings in at the cinemas normal, and so cinemas cut it, and then the director and the producer put it back in for the for yeah. a special screening, and then it got lost somewhere along the way. But the sound kept stayed. I think if they'd have got rid of, if they'd have got rid of the parts where it was the photos and the stills,
1: yeah,
0: I think that made sense to get rid of them bits because it was just where they were driving in the car and packing up, yeah. I just get
1: again. Also made me realise how much photography is on set because yeah. they are in those scenes in the photos. So unless they're doing that on a run through and then doing the actual recording, yeah,
0: possibly. So,
1: There's just a lot of prep in all of that, and yeah, it's it's nice to have those extra scenes, but I don't think it added too much to it. It's just confusing. I'm uh, I'm glad I've watched it, and I will watch the other two at some point. Whether we'll do it on here, I don't know.
0: Probably can we'll do down. a revisit of uh, A Star is Born and do a special yeah. episode on all four versions of it. <laughs> do a I, bumper I tra- episode.
1: I, I will track down that 30s one.
0: Good stuff, so, so do you want to decide what film we will be watching well,
1: next? To do this, we did a number generator. So I, did. I think I think we should just do that again. Do a number I, generator. I've, I've got the list in front of me. You get the, the number. Get as, the long number. As, not, as long as it's not number seven.
0: <laughs> Clickety-clackety keyboard. Um. So the max is 25, isn't it? I think you Correct.
1: Can... So we are going with number five. Number five. Judy Garland's daughter Liza Minnelli in Cabaret
0: One of my favourites I won't sing because I'll probably get sued Um,
1: (laughs) I've uh, I've seen it once and I'm looking forward to seeing it again because it's one of those films where I just watched the top 500 films from Empire and kind of didn't take some of them in Mm. and I felt I watched that but I didn't really engage with it so it'll be nice to watch it again and actually focus on it and give it my all this time it's
0: it's another film where it's of its time and before its time yes so maybe, it, it has a lot of subjects in it that are probably were kind of unheard of back then um, and are more talked about Obviously today, so it's a it's it's a goodie. It's an oldie but a yeah. goodie, and who doesn't love a bit of Liza Minnelli?
1: True. So, yeah, we'll see you next week.
0: We'll see you next week. love this stuff.
1: Bye. Uh, okay. Again.